This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Pay like a million dollars. Let me check out that ring. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock with my guy, Mojo Mutati, all decked out in the Maryland gear after they bro, win their first. I'm rocking it stop until we lose. Every <laughs> single day until then, Babcock. So get used to it. It's going to be a while. Uh, yeah. So look for Mojo to be in a different shirt come Monday. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens this weekend. The tournament's, tournament is crazy. So much fun. All right, Mojo, let's get going here today. Uh, big news involving Jake Paul's trainer, BJ Flores. Now, BJ Flores, maybe I'm doing a disservice to him here because BJ Flores was also, Mojo, a great fighter in his own right. Actually, once fought for the WBC Cruiserweight title, but has since come to be known as Jake Paul's trainer. Uh, they've worked together since 2021. Well, Mojo, uh, today, earlier today in Colombia, at a stoplight in Medellin, BJ Flores was robbed at gunpoint, and thankfully he got away, but not before Mojo. He was actually shot in the leg. Watch this. Uh, what's up, guys? Uh, first of all, everybody appreciate the message. Thank you so much. See what the pistol was held right there. That's that's when they came in the car and they put the pistol right there. Um, <laughs> Crazy, yeah, I don't know what to say. Um, pistols right there, yelling me to get my wallet, my watch, everything. We're definitely targeted. Um, they couldn't have, they couldn't have possibly see my watch when I was sitting in the passenger seat on my left hand. So we're definitely targeted and uh, you know it is what it is, you know. I'm still alive, everything's good, I'm happy. Um, the doctors came in and told me we got surgery coming up now, so I'll be I'll be uh, under for maybe maybe an hour, hopefully less, get this thing out quick. Wow Mojo, and you can even see where the uh, gun, the barrel was pressed against BJ's head and he actually has a mark on his temple took the bullet in the thigh and I mean scary scary stuff Mojo he's obviously he was hurt he's in surgery when we're filming we have not gotten an update on his uh, on his condition but we hope he's okay and this could have been far worse my goodness, yeah, he's lucky to be alive for sure. I mean, getting robbed at gunpoint in Medellin uh, does not sound like a pleasant experience. And again, to just, and it's kind of crazy to say it like this, but to just escape with a bullet in your thigh, what a lucky thing. But yeah. uh, my goodness, he couldn't be in better spirits after this. He doesn't <laughs> yeah, seem really. rattled at all. <laughs> He's writing it off as just an unfortunate situation that right. happened and doesn't look like he's going to have any PTSD after this. But yeah. I bet you both him and Jake Paul are going to be scheduling their, their trips a little more closely, hiring additional security. Yeah. Let's yeah. not forget about what almost happened with Floyd Mayweather's team outside of uh, the Crypt Arena. So that's two consecutive appearances, consecutive uh, negative circumstances yeah. here for Jake Paul and his team right that, away. That, I think that's a great point, Mojo, that uh, these guys have become 
such big stars that they you can't just move around freely like you used to. You do have to have security. And uh, if if people know anything about Pablo Escobar and uh, the Medellin cartel, and obviously that was decades ago, but the Medellin cartel, they they ran Medellin and uh, it, there were so many murders, so much drug dealing, and uh, it could be a dangerous place. And you heard him say he felt like he was targeted. Those guys pulled up on two motorcycles and uh, they wanted his jewelry and BJ wasn't going to give it to him. You're right, Mojo. Thank God that he's okay. This could have been far worse. He could have lost his life. That's the reality. And uh, we're obviously thankful that he did. All right, Mojo, moving on to some history that has been made. I don't know how this guy did it, but there is an Australian surfer. This guy used to be a professional surfer. Now he's retired, but the man can still get out there and and uh, and ride some waves. And, and did he ever ride waves? He rode 600-plus waves, Mojo, because Blake Johnston has uh, now set the record for uh, the longest surfing session ever. Mojo, he stayed in the water, and he surfed for 40 hours. And like oh. we said, <laughs> 40 hours. It's, it's incredible. I mean, uh, talk about having the, the longevity and the stamina to actually stay in that water for that long. I couldn't even stay up for that long, period, let alone <laughs> actually <laughs> surf. Uh, it's miraculous. So this uh, went down. Uh, it started about 1 a.m. on Thursday morning. He enters the water at night in the pitch black, and he stays all the way through Thursday, Mojo, into Friday around 5 p.m. when uh, he gets out. Now, the oh record was 30 hours and 10 minutes. At 30 hours Dang. and 11 minutes, he got out and he gave a short interview before going back in the ocean for about 10 more hours. But here is Blake at 30 hours, 11 minutes, right when he set the record. Take a look. That's the world record. Are you tired? Yeah, I still got a job to do that. I don't know how he did it. Dude, he beat the world record by 10 hours. <laughs> 10 hours. 33% he improved the world Ooh. record. Yeah, that's something like you might expect someone to beat in that like 1 to 3% range. Right. Not 33.33. That is insane. I, I have way too many questions. I feel like we should have brought on Michael Phelps to talk about this. I want to know how many calories... He burned oh, out there. Oh, yeah. I want to know the cadence for how how much break he could have in between the waves that he actually rode, how much of that time was spent floating, and how much was spent on a wave. Uh, Mojo, so I, I looked it up. Yeah, no, I, so I have done research as we are talking here, and they say if you – uh, if, you, if you surf at a brisk pace, you can burn anywhere from 350 to 500 calories an hour, Mojo. So, uh, oh. yeah, that's at minimum 14,000 calories. So, yeah, oh. he, he was very light when he walked out of the water. Look, it's, it's an incredible athletic feat. I don't know how he did this. He did it for a great cause, Mojo. So, 
Uh, mental health, something that is near and dear to Blake's heart, actually lost his dad by suicide about uh, 10 years ago. So he wanted to do something to help and he wanted to try and raise money. So he actually uh, teamed up with uh, a charitable organization that gives money uh, to youth mental health called the Chumpy Poolin Foundation. Uh, not sure exactly how much they've raised, but there were a bunch of people out there. And this story has gotten a ton of attention, Mojo. So not only does he uh, complete this incredible athletic feat, but Blake Johnston did a great deal. Congratulations. Look at the man. Look how relaxed he is, man. Just sipping the tea. Uh, there's a big UFC fight, a gigantic UFC fight card going down uh, this weekend, Saturday night, UFC 286. And this man right here, one of the greatest fighters ever, period. Uh, stepping back in the octagon, uh, looking to to grab that championship belt that he had for so long, get that back around his waist. Kamara Usman joins the show. My brother, how are you? I'm blessed yet again with another opportunity to be able to to step in there and do what I, I I've grown to love to do, and and just another opportunity to be able to prove to myself that all the hard work that I've put in to preparing for something is it, going to pay off. So. I'm excited and I can't wait till Saturday. What's the motivation like now as you try and get back to the top of the mountain as opposed to where it was when you were first trying to get that title? It's finding that, that's exactly, it's finding that motivation again in that way. And when you become a champion and you become this figure and it's just, it's a lot going on. It becomes a lot of noise. A lot of people like to hang on and jump on and, 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 and jump on the ship, which makes the ship kind of heavy and he don't move as fast, you know? And so um, after that last fight, it just kind of silenced. And I was having fun again, just going to the gym and coming back. You know, I always loved that when it was just me and my daughter would just go to the gym and come back. And and this this camp allowed me to, to get that opportunity again. So I'm just blessed with that opportunity to be able to, you know, understand all everything that it takes and, and and just that that grind that it takes again to to grind back to the top so you know um i'm excited and i can't wait this saturday for for the world to see the culmination of all the work that i put in is it fair to say that you've like refound or regained your love for mma in a sense yes but i i would say it's um i mean i love the sport I, i'm a fan of the sport but at the same time when you're just so dominant and, and, and being on top for so long, it, it gets cloudy because it's like, what for? Why? Why get up? You know, why Why get up? I still get up. Once I get to that gym, I'm still going to put in that work. But ah, why get up today? You know? Yeah. So this was another, you know, thing to flip that switch again, that this is why I get up. You know, you're, you're blessed with another opportunity to show the world. And most importantly, to show your daughter that it's okay to stumble and fall. But you got to get back up and get back on that horse. Kamar, you know, it's it's odd in that you were obviously you were dominating the fight. And we know what happened. Uh, one kick and obviously everything changes. Do you approach the fight differently, Kamar? Or do you go in there and essentially go in with the same game plan? Because it was so successful, except for, again, for one strike. Yeah, I mean, it's not that wasn't the crazy thing is that was not the first time I fought this individual. Yeah. I fought him in the first first time and, and that was the second fight and it looked a lot like the first fight and so if, if you he has no answer for what I bring to the table as a mixed martial artist why change anything of course be mindful and keep your damn hands up so you don't get kicked in the head again you know but uh but at the same time 
I'm the, I, I believe I'm the better mixed martial artist in this Saturday. I can't wait to prove it again to the world. Last one here, Kamaru, because I know you're a busy man. you got a fight to get ready for. Uh, but if Leon Edwards is watching this right now, I know you guys are both your gentlemen. You're, you are, you are uh, you know, good sports in the truest sense of the word. But any message that you have uh, for Mr. Leon Edwards? We're good sports, but there's one thing about this is at the end of the day, when you are at home and you look at yourself in the mirror, you know who you are. You know if you're the best and you know if you're not the best. And there's nothing that he can tell himself to say that I'm the best because you haven't proven that. Of course, you know, you threw the Hail Mary and it landed and you have that belt. But deep down inside, he knows what I've done to his heart. And this Saturday, I'm going to remind him of that. It's UFC 286. It's on ESPN+. Plus. You cannot miss it. It's as good a fight as you could possibly have. Kamaru, thank you so much for your time as always, brother. I appreciate it. Mike, I appreciate you guys as always. Coming up next in TMZ Sports, college hockey player Carson Briere, the son of longtime NHL player and current Philadelphia Flyers GM Danny Briere, is banned from a bar after he kicked a wheelchair down a flight of stairs and broke it. Just an absolutely infuriating story next on TMZ Sports. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Welcome back to TMZ Sports, Mike and Mojo. Mojo, college hockey player Carson Briere, whose father was not only a longtime and a very good NHL player, but is currently the uh, general manager of the Flyers, has been banned from a local bar in Pennsylvania for pushing a wheelchair down a staircase for seemingly no reason at all, Mojo. This has been a story and people may have heard about this it has caused outrage and i think rightfully so you see carson right there mojo and um they sit in a wheelchair this is at a bar called uh, sullivan's pub and uh there was a young woman who was uh, in the bathroom now this there you see them push it down the stairs mojo so this uh, particular mm. bar does not have a ramp or an elevator uh, it was actually built before some of the laws that uh 
forced establishments to have uh, wheelchair accessible ramps and, and such. So anyway, um, this woman had to be carried down the stairs to the bathroom. Now the wheelchair was at the top of the stairs and for some reason, Karsten decided rather than just moving the chair to knock it down the stairwell and uh, it actually broke the wheelchair. Now, again, the bar has said you can never come back here. And I think that's probably the least that uh, that could happen to this kid after doing such a jerk thing to a woman who is a double amputee. Yeah, this is so stupid. I mean, look, you expect college kids to do dumb stuff, especially when they're partying. But there was no reason for this. This was uncalled for. But he wasn't trying to be funny. Like, this was just stupid and throwing it down the staircase was just a dumb thing. The fact that it broke, hey, you know what? In the end, maybe it's a blessing in disguise because now he's going to have to buy a new chair. Yeah. And I hope that new chair is just so much bigger, yes. better, more expensive. I mean, take this guy to the cleaners for that upgraded chair. But, you know, stupid. I got to think. If this kid would have seen the woman who occupies yep. that chair hear it or know that it was hers, maybe he doesn't act this yep. way. Uh, you certainly got to hope so, at least. But uh, just just some stupid. Uh, look, yeah. I, I, I think this was a dumb mistake. I don't think this kid should be condemned for life and have his whole Agreed. life ruined for this. But Agreed. there's consequences. And us talking about him right now certainly is a consequence for him and there's going to be other consequences as well um but he, he definitely needs to make right by this situation because that was just yeah, so a- absolutely they need to obviously replace the chair there is a gofundme that was actually started and thousands and thousands of dollars have been raised there is mojo uh been a push to have carson kicked off of his mercyhurst hockey team he's a junior there uh, it doesn't seem like the the school is going to take that step but they have come out they have apologized carson's apologized his dad, the GM, Daniel, has apologized. So it seems everybody is at least saying the right things. And here's hoping that uh, Karsten Briere learns from what was a really just a stupid and an ugly moment. Stone Cold Steve Austin didn't become one of the most beloved, arguably the most beloved wrestler of all time by accident. He knows the way to fans' hearts, Mojo. And that way is with cold beer. Uh, yeah, Stone Cold Mojo to celebrate <laughs> March 16th, of course, Stone Cold 316, uh, if you know, you know, went to the El Segundo Brewing Company uh, down here in Southern California and uh, served up some ice cold beer. Check it out. All 316 popped into my head and I got a chance to cut that promo after I whipped Jake's ass. And Mojo, I should say it was Stone Cold's Broken Skull IPA that they were serving up there. Oh, they were serving it up, too. That stuff is absolutely delicious, Babcock. Mm. If you haven't had any, I go haven't. get you some, buddy. I, I want so. I want to. Hey, the El Segundo Brewing Company, not far from here, so I know where to go. There you go. It's Mania Week, buddy. This might be the thing I'm most jealous of from my time after WWE, this whole WrestleMania buildup. Being with Stone Cold Steve Austin, Chugging his own beers on 316 day? Brother, my goodness. Oh, man, that would have been awesome to be a part of. 
Look, this was a cool event, and I talked to a ton of people that were there at it, and Stone Cold was handing out beer, and he was handing out zingers. Kayla Braxton, host of The Bump, he absolutely <laughs> annihilated her for drinking white wine at his beer event. That was great. You then can't drink wine at a Stone Cold Steve Austin beer event? She was asking for it. Uh, outside with Stone Cold on this one. Uh, then he ripped apart your doppelganger, Babe Cock, uh, WWE ring announcer Mike Rome, actually, because he announced He's him jealous. at his old wrestling weight at 252 pounds. Stone Cold didn't like that. I think Stone Cold's then, uh, jealous of Mike's head of hair because it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and then lastly, I talked to Xavier Woods and I asked him because Xavier actually went to Furman, who of course had that monumental upset win in March Madness. I said, what was better, Furman winning in March Madness or chugging beers with Stone Cold on 316 day? I thought for sure he was going to say Furman. No, yeah. he said chugging beers. <laughs> With Stone Cold, I thought he was going to have wow. some PTSD there because the last time he chugged beers with Stone Cold, it didn't end well for him at WrestleMania. He received a uh, a stunner after that. But, uh, hey, receiving a Stone Cold stunner from Stone Cold Steve Austin, <laughs> that's something you put on your resume, my man. Like, a lot of people want to beat certain wrestlers. Yeah. A lot of wrestlers want to take Stone Cold Steve Austin's finish. So, uh, very cool stuff. Again, I'm I'm very jealous. Receiving a glowing recommendation from Stone Cold on his podcast was one of the coolest moments of my life. It's on my re uh, resume. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just I'm just hating over here from Orlando, not in LA at, at his bar right now. Brutal. <laughs>All right, Mojo, we are just about out of time, but it is going to be a big, big, big sports weekend. We're going to see if your Maryland Terrapins can uh, continue this run to the Sweet 16. The only one standing in between them, though, uh, is Alabama, who a lot of people think may be the best team in the tournament. Mojo, we're going to see what happens. We'll see what Mojo's wearing on Monday. We also have a gigantic UFC fight going down this weekend, UFC 286. It is the rematch. Kamara Usman versus Leon Edwards. Remember, Kamara was dominating their fight last year, Mojo, and then Leon kicked him in the head with a minute left in the fight and took Usman's title. So, Mojo, I ask you now, who wins? Usman. Usman, you're going Usman. Give me Usman. All right. Well, I don't like to pick the same as you, but uh, I have to here. I think Kamaru Usman. <laughs> look, Kamaru Usman, they fought twice. Kamaru beat uh, Leon in the first fight. He beat him for 24 minutes of the second fight. And I think, uh, like you said, I think Kamaru Usman wins this mojo. Let's go. Let's go Kamaru Usman. Unanimous decision. Mojo, going to be great. Either way, going to be great. Lots to talk about on Monday. Yeah, I mean, once Maryland knocks off the so-called best well, then it won't be great. in the tournament, it won't be great. <laughs> it'll make for the best show! It's time! Dirty time!